0: Welcome to another episode of Peers Over Beers, your favorite digital and social evangelist podcast with your industry veteran hosts, Michael Sandoval and Chris Detzel. This podcast starts now. Hello and welcome to another episode of Peers Over Beers. I'm one of your hosts, Michael Sandoval, and I'm Chris Detzel. Hello Chris, how are you? Pretty good, how about you? I'm doing great. It's uh Sunny day, and it's still pretty damn hot. And yeah, right. Yeah. right, I'm in the air, you know, I'm in AC, and I'm fine. So I just stare out the window and look, <laughs> Wow, that's pretty hot.
1: <laughs> it's the same thing is, as, as a matter of fact, I get a little, I'm working a lot from home or all at home. I've, I've not been in the office, I think, since March. Uh, it's now what, uh, August. So, mm. and here in Dallas, it's really hot too. And so I get kind of chilly in my house, and every now and then I'll just. For five minutes, go outside. You'd be like, oh my God, it's hot. So (laughs) you go back inside.
0: (laughs) Now, you do something very interesting. You, you, uh, I mean, I do this too, but I only do it like a few, you know, you have a standing desk. You have, you say that you stand most of the day. Yeah, I
1: stand most of the day. And, uh, you know, I do that when I was in the office, but um, I have a couch behind me. So if I get a little tired, I might take a five minute (laughs) break.
0: <laughs> are, there, are there things you would institute back like when you finally get back into well actually would you i mean have you gotten used to uh like working home life i mean you oh, yeah. you were i mean from when we worked together i knew i knew you used to like to work from home or you know you would kind of vacillate back and forth
1: yeah, I think so years and years ago when I worked at forster research um i I would kind of half and half it right like i would work from home half the time and work in the office. My boss was in Boston. I'm in Dallas. So she didn't really care where I worked. And then uh, when I went to Rexel, uh, well, I worked another job for nine months purely from home. And then when I worked at Rexel, I was 90% in the office, potentially 10% or less at home. And so it, that was actually a shift to move to office. Although I think there was huge benefits at that time for me. Um, you know. But that was, so I've worked from home a lot. You know, in the past even. Right. So,
0: yeah. Uh, and so you think you're going to bring your sofa back to the office or to the office?
1: Yeah. You know, I, I need to go back to the office some when, you know, like I want to try to get in once or twice a week at the very least, just, uh, there's new people there. There's people that I feel stronger that I have a relationship with. And, mm-hmm. uh, this one guy got a promotion to senior VP of, uh, uh, support, so you know, I had a pretty good relationship with this guy, so I need to kind of do a better job too of kind of cultivating that and doing, you know what I mean. So I think it would be do me good to do some. Yeah, but, no,
0: work. not to not to totally take us off. Um, no, that's fine. Of course, there's there's a very interesting Wall Street uh, Journal article. Um, I should probably post in the show notes so you can see it, uh, where they're they're kind of talking about there was an increased productivity as soon as everybody went to work home and everyone was like yay this is great and now there's a reduction in productivity probably because i guess reality is starting to kind of set in right uh, yeah. and they're saying that there are there's are some benefits but on the on the back side on the bad side rather there are um uh it's harder to train people um yeah. projects are taking longer Uh, integrating team members and hiring is a lot more difficult. You can't necessarily walk them down the hall and say hello to everybody. Um, You know, we're uh, social animals, so we like to connect. So there's employees are feeling a little bit distant of what's really going on. And uh, on the, you know, younger employees, they're just not being developed anymore. You know, they're they're just, you're not able to see your leaders uh, and how you should, right? So, I mean... So face to face, I think does matter. So I think at some level we'll go to some sort of like maybe three days on, three days off. Or yeah, some word hybrid because I think there's still some value in um, the face to face.
1: You know, I don't disagree. If I think back at my time at Rexel and spending all those that time with you and and you kind of you know. Uh, Pushing me at, at times to do better on community strategy and, and things like that, you know, and us getting out on the board and drawing stuff out and just yeah, me, kind of tagging you, hey, Michael, what do you think about this, you know? And, and so I think there's huge value uh, from, like you said, a training or really uh, just one-on-one kind of stuff, and then others that are in the office just picking. so I don't disagree with that. Um, you know, maybe, maybe there's just a balance you know, and especially oh, that, like,
0: exactly what it is. I think it's just a balance.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, I, I think that, you know, and, and maybe I'm wrong, but you've always kind of been this person that wants people in the office anyways.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's, yeah it's and, true.
1: You've, and you've been open to, you know, like, Hey, Chris, yeah, you can work from home today, but you know uh, but I feel like when I did that, you were, I was like, he's always pinging me now, like making sure I'm working on it. What's going on? You know, like <laughs> he never pings me like this. <laughs>
0: do it. It's just that I was so used to talking to you over the, yeah. you know, you know just like literally over the ball uh, whenever I had a question. And then I'm like, oh, I didn't even know this right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. Like I feel like I'm a pretty productive guy, no matter what I do, where I'm at, you know? And, um, but, but that's just me. Like, I don't think I could have been as productive when I was at Rexel because I just didn't know a lot. Um, But now that I have some ideas of where to go and what to do with, let's say, communities, for example, uh, I don't need a lot of handhold. As a matter of fact, I don't think I've had any handholding whatsoever, and and I'm not saying this is good, um, at my current company. I mean, we've done a really good job of building this community, but at the same time, it's like, you know, uh, nobody knows how to do what I do besides me. Mm. Um and so I connect to a lot of people outside of uh Imperva, in addition to inside of Imperva, but to really think about strategy and um you know, roadmap items and you know, what are other people doing? How do they do these things? You know, like so I, I don't know. I mean, I virtually talk to a lot of people even outside of my um company. So
0: Well, speaking about pushing, since you always seem to be pushing. Um we were, you know, when we do our pre-show, we were you were telling me about, you know, this idea that you're just, con- well, we know as community managers, we're always having to push our ideas or push our thoughts and always keep a front of mind community. But then once you start in a moment of, you know, you're you're in your growth mode and you're kind of chugging along and doing your thing, it's funny how quickly it comes out of front and center, and you're almost constantly trying to find moments to push it back in the front. And you were talking about a recent um, example in which you felt like everyone knew community, but then when it came down to putting something online, especially from a logging perspective, we'll talk about in a second. You realized, oh my god, I still have work
1: to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: so what, what was it? What was what was that little um, moment you had? From my, uh, I call it. It's a ping one like, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah and, and ping one is just kind of this internal a uh, way to log in to multiple applications. Um, you know, you can see it all on your desktop, you click it, and go. Um, and there's multiple different technologies like Ping One. Um, but we're not talking about Ping One. What we're Correct. talking about is uh, the way customers, uh, employees, whoever log in to uh Imperva's community. Today the Imperva community is a standalone community, meaning that you'd have to register to, to get a to create a login. So it's not uh, connected to any business systems today, um, and that was for a reason. So when we first started uh, the community um, a couple of years ago, now the community is only a year old, not even a year old, uh, open. But when we started the pro- a project to, uh, to 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 build the community, um, we could not connect it to SSO because we have multiple had multiple Salesforces.coms, uh, uh, so we didn't know which one to log, you know, to connect it to. Right. And so I said just yeah, screw it, let's do it. Let's just do a standalone. <laughs> and so now No, I'm serious. No, I know
0: it's funny hear you say it. But I was, yeah, I can see I can totally see you say that.
1: Well, I did that because, you know, IT is like, "Well, we can do that, but it's going to be at least a year." And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, "What no, am no. I here for?" Exactly. Like, I don't, "I don't I what can I do for a year? I could start a Slack community." I don't think so. Right. Um I'm not saying starting a Slack community is bad by the way. I know people have done it, but I didn't know anything about a Slack community, you know. Uh so um so what I did was to start a standalone, but now recently and, and things are starting to come together quite nicely, um, you know, uh, we are starting multi- a, a huge project would allow us to um, like customers to log into one portal and get the information that they need quickly with one login instead of Great, four or five different. Yeah, no, it, it is. It's a huge project. And with that project, you know, community is a part of uh, that that project. To me, it's a huge thing. You know, it might not be for others, but for me it is, and, and I know the opportunity that you know customers will see it and log in. Now, one thing that was presented to me, and we'll finally get into your question, is um, was that hey, you know, the way customers are going to log in, it looked kind of like this. p One or Okta is another technology. It's not we're not using those, but but it kind of looks like that, right? So customer logs in to this portal. And they see multiple things that they can click on to get the help that they need quickly. Self-help, you know, easy to get. And you know, community was on the box. As a matter of fact, they showed me uh, the UI/UX drawings or the what do you call them? Uh, yeah, the wireframes. Wireframes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I always always missed that word. I don't know why. Like, but <laughs> <laughs> so they just showed me the wireframes in multiple different sessions. And community actually was huge in this one. And, and these wireframes, I was like, oh, great. Yeah, we click on that and you see it, right? And mm-hmm. and so and then I was in a meeting uh, not so long after, and they were demoing the whole thing. And then community was gone. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> you know, why is the community box gone?
0: That's and it. so,
1: um, so you know, of course, I get on the uh, Slack channels and start IMing the, the yeah. two people that are kind of running the project. Where the hell is community? Angry, you know, angry cat uh, keyboard. Oh, trust keyboard. me, I was, dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if I could do it, I would. But I messed up my. But um, so they, um, you know, basically they told me, look, it's a real estate issue. It had nothing to do with the community itself. So we just couldn't. I'm like, what? <laughs> it's a real estate issue? Like you've been? I've been they told you? Yeah, yeah. It was a real estate issue because they wanted to put something else in the place. Of, I was like, well. And and so I was like, oh, no 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 no, that's not how it's gonna work and, and so you know I get on I get on the uh message with my boss, start slacking him, he's about to go on vacation. I was like, uh-uh, dude, you need to deal with this, I don't know what's going on and then I start typing this other stuff about, hey, you know, like I don't know what's going on, but you displayed this and showed me that community is part of these drawings and now you're taking it away. Does the organization not believe in community or and I probably went too far there, but um <laughs> <laughs> but I'm so used to organizations not believing in a community. <laughs> you know, it's pissing me off. And so um but anyways, they it, it was more of my reaction, like I'm just hot and bothered by this yeah, yeah, big yeah. way, it's, you uh, know. Yeah,
0: like, you can sense um,
1: it. yeah, but it's so important, like I can't express to you if community is taken out now. You know how hard it's going to be to put it back in later, even no, at phase two yeah, or three
0: or whatever. Yeah, totally, totally.
1: You know, put that shit in there now. Yeah. Um, and so they did, and and uh, it, it was fine. You know, it was probably oh, Chris, why the hell is he worrying so much? You know, and so. <laughs> but you have to, and and you have to fight for uh, your real estate. You have to fight for every little thing that you can get. Because in the because what I'm doing is building, 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 building mm-hmm. to get to a certain thing, right? Because right. to me, this is the building blocks of, and and, and this is setting the um, uh, the groundwork for next year in a big ways. Mm. What what does it do? Analytics. It starts getting me the analytics I need because we're going to be connected to a CRM uh, case deflection. I'll start, get, you know, we're now on kind of this uh, this um, that we're building called case deflection widget that is attached to um, several different other systems but when a customer starts typing in their case community content will start showing up Uh, and so lots of goodness you know in registrations and then having more opportunity to do that and then we're also looking at um, uh, uh, lead generation uh, community being another part of lead generation so there's a lot of good Stuff really, you know, coming out. Yeah. So you have to fight to get to get to where you want to go. You can't just be like, "Oh, I guess I
0: can't do it." Yeah. You can't do that. So. Thanks for participating. Yeah. So uh, I was going to ask you. No, go ahead. It sounds like no, a I mean, I was going to say. I mean, what I found interesting is that clearly it was an initial discussion, but yet it was removed. Uh, looks like someone had prioritized, or it went through a committee. I'll say the word "committee" because usually that's how they are. That. Didn't know its value, saw its value, whatever. So, and yet it had to go through another approval process. So, you know, just the just this kind of iterative thing that usually goes on in web design that was removed. And I I, and I found that interesting. That was one. Two, the reaction of individuals, kind of like, well, man, it's okay, Chris, and we could just put it on back back on. And we all know that there's no such thing as going back after something's been done, right? There's take another effort a release or something, right? (laughs) Um,
1: Doesn't happen overnight for sure.
0: No, no, no. But then, well, the good thing is that, you know, you had your boss was about ready to go on holiday, but did obviously push the conversation along such that. Uh,
1: Absolutely. You did. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that was a good thing, right? Um, But it just meant you had to do some more. I, I found this story good because it's just, it's just this constant, you're, you know, just when you think you're just when you think you're there, you have to do a little bit more.
1: Well, I tell you what, if I wasn't on that call that day, which I thought about not being on because, you know, every other call it was show that. And then when they showed the demo, I was like, Oh, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing the demo and
0: yeah, yeah, so totally look at the
1: demo yeah. and it's not there, and I'm
0: like, Holy moly,
1: dang, you know, like what's going on? You know, and so I was, I was like literally this was three or four days after and I'm thinking, you know, are they not gonna put this on? This is this is Oof. such bullshit, you know, like yeah, yeah, but yeah. At the end of the day it was fine, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so I was gonna ask you, like, when you go through those kind of, as kind of an executive, you're an executive now, and 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 you've been kind of like that for a while. But, um, you know, there's certain times within, uh, you know, it could be that time that I just mentioned, or certain things that I need budget for to to get certain things mm. moving and along. And, you know, maybe that's not my forte, or, or you know, maybe the organization needs to think about having a budget for community. And as far as I know, like for us there's not a set dedicated, hey, Chris, you get this much to spend every uh, year. Uh, Now, that could change, uh, hopefully. But how do you kind of, like, if I came to you and I said, hey, Michael, look, you know, I'm looking at uh, doing A, B, C, and D, you know, what do you need to kind of make that decision? What's the, I know you want ROI and all these things, but, you know, how would you guide somebody like me to, to, to get that kind of budget or, or buy in from you. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it does. And you know it's funny how you say that. Uh, because yeah, you'll need all those things. You know, a simple elevator speech, the ROI, how this is going to help the company. Uh, which is kind of standard, but I, I feel like the most important thing I've noticed, especially at senior levels, has been advocacy. So when I mean advocacy, I mean there's in anything, especially on the community side, there's got to be one individual Who you know could be close to being your ally in some way, right? Um, And it is almost a constant conversation with that individual where you kind of bring it up, and and that that may be difficult because uh, you know when I say executives, you know that kind of stuff. So this is how this idea of managing up comes in, right? You have to, you know, work your way up into that kind of advocacy. So I mean. So, one is just who can be your ally uh who is the right person in the senior team to kind of be that, and two, I follow the money, so every organization has a pot of money somewhere, usually it's in i t especially on some of the stuff that we help. do, yeah, which means you need i t s help right and and it's just going back to the allies' part, you have to find who in i t would be the most progressive individual to kind of do these things. And and you court them, right? Uh, just like you would in any other uh, adventure. Uh, and then when it comes down to like I need to go do a new community, right? And then it just becomes a lot easier when you start presenting the data because they're already halfway bought in, right? Cuz you've been kind of talking to them over the time. Now, what I told you was kind of a big outline, meaning it's not going to be something that you're going to be doing overnight because I have yet to see any executive make any decision overnight. Most of the big decisions and you know money decisions are made over courses of months. Over a course of months, right? Budget processes are one year, right? In fact, we're getting ready to do through our our budget process, and I know most folks will do their budget process in September and October. But if you haven't built your program in over the nine months prior, there is no chance in hell you're going to be getting anything for the next year. So I've always thought, I mean, that's always been something. So like when the first of January comes around, you're already starting your campaign. Yeah, you're done.
1: You're not, yeah,
0: for next year. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. campaign time, I mean, that's when you're like, how do I get in? How do I get in? You know, that kind of stuff. Uh, if you just all of a sudden pop up your idea in July, yeah, good luck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's one way. I mean, that's one way. The other way, which we have been successful in from time to time, is uh, doing a grassroots campaign, like a grassroots, like a, what do you call it? Like a black ops. There's always a pot of money somewhere where there is dedicated to do some sort of black ops thing, testing, whatever. Innovation, and innovation, right. All those things, right? Some sort of innovative thing. And that's an easier way to influence because that's a smaller bucket. And there's usually one or two people you have to influence. And that's that's easy. And then you can show proof and then that becomes a way easier uh, conversation. Not if I was kind of, you know, Easier, if that even made sense, but I mean, that's that's kind of how I've in my personal experience, the way I see it now, um, it, it is about a campaign you are having to do to get your idea across. That is that is um, a little energy intensive, but it has to do more on the personal side of advocacy and understanding who are the right players to get approval at the top at the most top level.
1: Hm, that's, how that's good stuff.
0: It. Yeah, that's how yeah. I it.
1: it's kinda of hard to do, but yeah. It's,
0: it's... Well it is hard to do because normally they'll say, Oh, you have to build your case and uh you have to get your numbers and you know, blah 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 blah. Uh, yeah, but you know, a good mentor of ours said, if it's a good idea, good ideas are always get funded. Right. So you have to tell people how great an idea it is. That's fundamentally what it is. And then once they see it's a great idea, it just gets funded. It's just just, yeah. It just happens, right? They just get funded.
1: Yeah, and I've seen that, you know, especially in what I'm doing, you know, not always. So it's a good piece of advice to really to, to take home and, and, and think about and really start thinking about how we, how I even can kind of start getting into those conversations from a budget standpoint, right?
0: So, yeah, you know, and I kind of, I know we're kind of close to time, but I mean, you've had to, you know, communicate uh, folks into senior management. I mean, in some way when you came in, some of the groundwork was already set for you, right? Because the company knew that they needed to go do this. They were already uh, sort of. Yeah. Well, sorta, of, right? They just they, they yeah. but they were already kind of prepped in some way. So yeah. in some way, that kind of initial advocacy stuff, you didn't really have to do. They were more curious about the how, right? Yeah. yeah. And so you had some leeway there. But once once the once you kind of set into motion, then ever and it was kind of quote unquote checkmarked. Then you have this other problem, like, well everybody thinks it's done. It's not done. <laughs> I just started this thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that
1: executives don't really and, and, and I'm not saying it's not my job to kind of you know, you know, get them to understand, but I don't think that whenever they build a community they, a lot of them just think, Okay, like you said, it, it's it's now done. No, I mean this thing has to continue to how do you grow? You know, how do you start, you know, building more things like advocacy programs and you know uh rewards and recognition all that stuff is part of advocacy but you know uh big you know events management do you want to do online events and offline events so you know there's other resources and and things that you need to do that you know when you you need ui ux budget for you know the look and feel of uh the online community you know that changes consistently or constantly you you know? know and so
0: you know, you brought up something very interesting. I th- another point that was made, uh, uh, you just kind of said it right now, but it just reminded me of another thing that's also important with executives. Tell them again and again. Oh, and if, yeah. You haven't told them again, tell them one more time. And and I used to remember doing my executive conversations and, of course, with my boss, the VP, um, you know, I would say, I've already done this story with them already. And he would tell me, yeah, you did it before do it again. And they just, he says, there's just, there's a short term memory and it's not any of their fault. It's just, there's just so much thing that's going on. You have to constantly tell the story over and over and over again.
1: Yeah. Trust me. I do that. And I, and I've learned from that executive as well. And and you just to, to always say, look, uh, and I told somebody that today, it's so funny is just because you told somebody once doesn't mean they remember. You got to go tell them again and again. It's again. again
0: and again. And it's going to you get know? repetitive. And you think, I've already said this before. Yeah, you could use those same slides and do it again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Change the ask. Change if you didn't get the last ask, maybe you asked for the same thing or maybe you change it a little bit. You know,
0: so. yeah, you have data.
1: <laughs> yeah, have data this time.
0: <laughs> oh, Chris, well, we're coming up to the close to the, uh, the end of our time, but I always uh, enjoy chit chat my friend. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As always. But, uh, but thank you very much for listening to another podcast of uh, Peers Over Beers. I'm one of your hosts, Michael Sinewall.
1: And I'm Chris Stetzel.
0: All right. Thank you guys. Have a, have a good afternoon.
1: All right. Bye-bye.